0: Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Weird day, everybody. Glad you chose to join it here in the basement. This is my actual basement. I've been sitting here watching my phone and watching TV just like everybody else. Weird day. I want to get this out of the way right now. The number one social media joke of the day, the number one, is that The Jets are currently in negotiations with uh, Jordy Nelson and John Kuhn and David Bakhtiari and Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley and uh, Tom Crabtree and insert former Packer that might have played with Rodgers here. And I don't even know if it is a joke. Rodgers is apparently asking for the world and he hasn't even announced that he's going to be a Jet. We thought we would start the show today talking about Rodgers as a Jet. We cannot. Maybe we'll finish it that way. In the meantime, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about a really sad day for one position in the NFL, and we're gonna talk how hilarious and entertaining it is to watch young players react to news, alleged news, or straight up fake news in real time. It's the best. This is such a great campfire we're watching right now. It's just so fun. There hasn't been a game in seven weeks. There's not gonna be a game until September, and yet just NFL has just got us right here Come and join me with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. What a day. I have to tell you guys, I I, I love that the Rogers deal is just going on and on and on and he hasn't announced it and we don't know when he's gonna announce it. I love it. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people in the industry a lot of people on the couch, a lot of people at work, they hate it, they can't stand it, it's selfish, announce it, you're holding such and such hostage. Shut up, I like it, I like that we're waiting. You know why? Because there's an anticipation right now. There's a juice, there's an energy, there's an intrigue. At some point, he's gonna announce that he's joining the Jets or he's gonna shock the world and announce something else. And then we'll have months and months and months and months and years to talk about he on the Jets and. What are they gonna do in the AFC East and his chemistry and blah, 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 blah. Then it just goes into kind of garden variety football talk. And we've done that recently. we did done it with Brady with the Buccaneers and we'll do it again. I like not knowing. I do. You know wanna know the most electric parts of going to a rock concert? When they're setting up after the opening band and before the headliner. There is a juice there. They're playing house music. There's all kind of weird smells in the house. They're messing with the lights. You hear the drum techs hitting the drums. And they hit the lights and everybody goes nuts. That's my favorite part of a concert. I love that. I gotta tell you, I love the, the trailers and movie theaters. I love going to the movie theater. I'm gonna go see whatever it may be, Avatar movie. So I, I like the trailers. There's an anticipation of it. It's a ritual. It's exciting. The best is yet to come. The big dog's still coming. I'm watching the trailers. I like Aaron Rodgers not revealing it and us just waiting and refreshing and retweeting and laughing at the people who are mad and joining the people who are enjoying it. I like that. I like the anticipation. It's often better than the real thing. Put it this way. Modern masterpiece, Jaws, Steven Spielberg, way back in the 70s. Do you know in that movie, revered, changed the game, iconic, the shark does not appear until one hour and 21 minutes into the movie. Hour 21, Stevie makes you wait to see that sucker. The title character. He's got you. He reels you in. And then finally when you see the thing, you're like, oh, that doesn't even look like a real shark. It's actually kind of disappointing. I like not seeing it better. That's where I'm at. At some point, we're probably going to see some picture of Rodgers and he's got the Jets logo behind him and he's smiling, doing whatever he's going to do, and that's going to be fine and we'll talk about it ad nauseum. I like this part. Can't you just feel the buzz right now? I like the anticipation. I like the foreplay, if you will. On New Year's Eve, I like around 11:15 p.m., midnight sucks. I like I like when it's getting close. I like the national anthem before a sporting contest. I like all of the anticip... I like the appetizers at dinner. I do. I truly do. I like when you're watching a TV show. You're watching The Mandalorian or The Last of Us. And they, they give you that little recap about what the last episode was. And they give you that option, skip recap. I don't skip it. I like it. I want to relive it. it. Gets me fired up. Gets me juiced up. We are now off. We are not even being offered the skip recap part of Rogers. We're recapping. We're into it. I like to watch it. I'm into it. And it's also kind of funny cause there's layers right now. I thought it was Diane Rossini who said that, listen, she's reporting it as a respected person who's in the mix about Rogers is asking for everybody that he wants Lazard that we've been talking about that all day that now they're, and then this people start making jokes. Oh, what's next? You're going to ask for Mercedes Lewis too? Yes! Not a joke! Apparently he's asking for them, and then just for a little kerosene on the fire, she throws out the name Odell. You have to get Odell too. First of all, I don't know what all the Jets are thinking right now when he's bringing half the depth chart, allegedly, but I like this part too. I enjoy it. Why not? Like, makes for jokes, makes for content, makes for speculation, and I believe every word of it. This is Roger's last hurrah. This is last semester, senior year of his career. He's going to pick where he wants to go, which he is, and he's going to pick who he's going with. Why not? Clearly the Jets, if any of this stuff is true, let alone if all of it's true, the Jets are saying, what do you want? What do you want? We'll do it for you. We'll bring this guy. We'll bring that guy. And he's like, I want my guys. I'm going to live this one out the way I want to do it. I'm not just gonna show up and move to North Jersey and freeze my butt off and get people hate me when I throw two interceptions and deal with whatever you've got there. I'm bringing my friends, I'm bringing my bros. I mean, Randall Cobb at this point is, it's starting to feel a little bit like Turtle, and entourage, like just Vinny Chase just brings him along. I like Randall Cobb, but man, those two are tight. I'm enjoying all of this. And no one's enjoying this more than the guy who's orchestrating it, Aaron Rodgers. He loves this because A, He's a smart ass. B, he has a dry sense of humor. C, he has a lot of takes on the media. Many of them are cynical. Some of them are straight up just angry. Doesn't like a lot of the people. Doesn't like some of the news people. And he sits here and like, why not? This is the last time, the only time I'm ever going to do this. I'm going to change teams. I know everyone in the world's wanting to hear it. I know I'm the center of the attention right now. And I'm going to pull the old puppet strings. I'm going to mess with people. They think I'm going on McAfee today. Nope, not going to do it. They think it's gonna come out Tuesday morning, Monday after- nope. I like it. I don't resent it. I think I, I, I laugh at the people who are getting so mad about it. They're holding teams hostage. Well, first of all, if he's talking to the Jets about all these players he wants them to join, he's not holding them hostage. I think he's going open negotiations about what he needs to join them. He knows what time it is. And spare me the whole thing about the Packers, he's holding them hostage. They know exactly what's going on. They know. There is not this thing where the Packers and the Jets are saying, Aaron, you want to make up your mind any time? They know, guys. They know. It's happening. And it's just a matter of he's going to announce it how he wants to announce it. Hour 21 until you see the shark. It's fine. Some people may think that Rodgers has jumped the shark. Uh-uh. I don't want to see the shark yet. I don't think we'll see it now. Who the hell knows? He can take this thing all week. You hate it. I don't care. I love it. Let's get to what I hate, though. Nobody wants running backs. Nobody cares. Nobody's interested. Nobody's buying. Nobody's paying. I hate it. I hate it. That's one thing that we've learned very fast. Now, we've been approaching this thing in the NFL for years, years and years and years of the deterioration of the importance of the running back. And a lot of it has to do with how good the quarterbacks are and the rule changes and the modern open game and all that stuff. And it's all wonderful and it's fun and there's points and scoring and all that. I'm bummed out, man, because we've been approaching it. I think we finally hit rock bottom for the running back market. I think that this is this is the low point when it's not going to get worse. I'll tell you why. Free agency. You see any running backs getting signed? You see any guys who are saying, yeah, we'd love to bring in. You're a quality player and star power, got breakaway speed, you break tackles. It's just not happening. They've been sitting there now for over 24 hours. Nobody wants to bring them in. Let me give you some specific examples even. So, so far, the running back portion of the free agents, these are the guys who are your Fantasy bell cows, they sell jerseys, a big deal. So, Saquon Barkley, New York City, star power. I don't think there's a more talented guy carrying the football when he's healthy. Franchise tag. No long-term deal, nothing, franchise tag. Josh Jacobs leads the NFL in rushing on a bad Raiders team, leads the NFL in rushing. Franchise tag, no deal. And those are the lucky ones. I want you to think about this. Austin Eckler of the Chargers, Jamal Williams, of the Lions they combined for 35 touchdowns last year they're looking for work no deal yet for Jamal Williams and the Lions Austin Eckler apparently wants to be traded because he's playing in the last year of his contract with the Chargers making six million and they're like nah no extension did you watch Chargers last year he is everywhere he is all over the place Justin Herbert is their most talented player. Austin Eckler was their best player. He was the offense. Every single play would go to him. If they didn't hand the ball to him, they'd throw it to him. Nah, nah, not really interested, Eckler. We're good. Jamal Williams broke Barry Sanders' Lions touchdown record last year. Can't get a deal. Can't get a deal. It's insane. Like Derrick Henry being shopped. It's uh, it, it makes me a little nostalgic because it makes me think of the 90s and the 2000s when... It was the Adrian Peterson types, the Ricky Williams types, Edgerrin James. Like, if you didn't have one of those guys, you had nothing. You got to have a guy you're going to hand the ball to 25 times. Not happening anymore. And, you know, as much as I, I weep for the running backs, because it's my favorite position and my favorite sport, and it was when I played way back in the day, I consume running backs. I consider myself a sommelier of running backs. It's my favorite thing to watch. I wouldn't pay him either. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no way. Why would you? Why would you pay a running back, free agent or otherwise, when you turn on the Super Bowl and it's Chiefs Eagles and in front of a hundred million people, a seventh round draft pick named Isaiah Pacheco is dancing in the end zone after he scored a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco, I don't even have it in front of me, what's Pacheco make last year, 750000 Maybe less? I don't even know. They drafted him in the seventh round, he runs hard as hell, he loves it, you give him the ball and you go. And guess who their other guy was who wasn't even out there? Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was a first-round pick. Do you think they might want to have that pick back? Of course they would. It's, it's a free agency thing. It's a draft thing. Remember it was like a few years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars spent a top-ten draft pick on Leonard Fournette? He looked amazing in college. Gone. A couple teams later. Even McCaffrey drafted that high. Panthers eventually trade him. Pacheco made 784000 last year. God bless him. God bless him. But I was about right. That's why you don't do it. I wish they would, for the guys' sakes. I root for them. There's a few guys who get good contracts, who get extensions, Aaron Jones got one, but I remember vividly, I was so proud. I was uh, late in my 20s, and I had done some work, and I had made some money, and I was gonna buy a new car. First time in my life, I was so excited, so excited. I did it, I went and bought it, I drove it off the lot. First person I called was my dad. And I said, Dad, I just bought a new car. How cool am I, I'm so excited. And his response was, what'd you do that for? What? Why would you do that? I mean, because it's awesome. It's the American dream. I'm tearing up the pavement here in California. I, I, I bought my own car. It's my car. I'm not driving my parents' car. It's my car. He goes, it just lost half its value the second you drove off the lot. Why would you do that? Running backs are cars. Way more than quarterbacks, wide receivers, anything. Draft one, run the hell off it your first few years. See you later. Lose their value. They're deteriorating assets. These, we'll see. These running backs coming out of college, these B. John Robinsons, these guys, they'll get drafted, they'll get a ton of carries early on, and then poof, gone. Someday, one of these guys is gonna hold out after his rookie year. Someone's gonna have a monster rookie year in the vein of like what Ezekiel Elliott did for the Cowboys. Monster, and they're gonna say I want an extension after the first year, and i like, what are you, crazy? No, I'm not crazy, I know what's gonna happen. You're gonna keep me on my rookie deal, and then you're gonna get rid of me and no one's gonna pay me. Austin Eckler can't get paid, none of these guys can get paid. I hate it, but I don't blame him tackles defensive ends quarterbacks wide receivers safeties there's even guys in college now who are switching positions who are getting recruited away if they're the running back four at a monster program to be a safety or a pass rusher at another program just so they can go pro no one wants to be running backs i hate it the running back position isn't dying they need them they play huge roles in the offense but it's not paying. it really isn't it's just sad so put it this way Derrick Henry is 29 years old. Your favorite team signs him or trades for him to, from the Titans, and they take over a pretty big contract. Are you happy about that? You're like, Hell yeah, we got King Henry, baddest dude in the world, massive, runs guys over. Or you're like, oh, man, we really could have used a third pass rusher. I hear you. I hate it. I really hate it. I'm friends with running backs in the league. I work with some running backs in the league. I wish they all got paid. It is a tough, tough position to pay right now, play right now, and to pay. Like guards are getting hundred million dollars. Guards, not tackles, not centers, guards. And running backs can't get 50 bucks. I feel for those guys and I hate it. Get to what's hilarious though, let's lighten the mood. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't announced. Hey, spring is in the air and that can only mean one thing. Spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Yeah! Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code BASEMENT at checkout, you'll receive an additional $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait! Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code BASEMENT at checkout and take advantage of this deal. Do it. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away And you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. You feel me? Don't miss your chance to save. Visit omahasteaks.com, use code BASEMENT at checkout and get an additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. I remember uh, when Twitter really started to blow up years ago, and uh, there would be a common conversation amongst people who use it, especially in the media, about what event in the past, when there was no social media, do you most wish there had been social media for? Which would have created the most incredible tweets and trends and dialogues and gifs and memes and stuff. And you know, there were a lot of the predictable suggestions, I, you know, OJ coming up to 405 and the white Ford Bronco headed for Brentwood probably the biggest of all time. Um, Pacers Pistons at the Palace, test, Ben Wallace at Al, massive, massive social media event. So now we have social media for everything and it gets a little bit muted that anybody who, anytime somebody sneezes, there's 5,000 memes about it. But I have to say, NFL free agency social media is really good and not just the comedians, or not just the insiders, really the players themselves. Because if it's not some sort of strange, mysterious puzzle, it's a really earnest reaction that you wouldn't get from a player in an interview, or it's just hilarious graffiti of nonsense that you really get to see what the players are all about. Case in point, the Lamar thing is one of the most interesting stories of this decade, and it's becoming an all-timer. Lamar doesn't speak much. The Ravens don't speak much. They're really keeping it close and quiet. So your only outlet, and again, a massively important and intriguing media and football story, is Lamar's Twitter. So what does he do? Strange things, man. There's a report that comes out that Lamar turned down $200 million guaranteed from the Ravens. This is being talked about, it's being written about. He comes out and tweets. Lamar, in the middle of this. We have a gif from TikTok of a gentleman who is wearing several caps and who is making a skeptical face. That's Lamar's response. No comment, no nothing. This is funny to me because everybody loses their mind because we want to hear Lamar how he... would be nice if he said how he really feels. Like, oh no, that's ridiculous. I, I, that offer was never given to me or I'm not going to comment on that offer. even Just anything. But instead it's a funny picture of a man with... Five hats stacked on top of his head. That's the communication we're having. Let this era be remembered for things like that. Then Lamar goes on again. Make sense of this one. This is a tweet. We actually hear words and see words. Lamar tweets this is earlier today. 133 over three years fully guaranteed. Mad face emoji, but I need a agent? Question mark, laughing face emoji, face palm emoji. What the hell is he talking about? I'm asking. I'm not, this is not rhetorical. I'm asking. I asked Flynn, I asked Michael Flynn, super producer, before the show. Flynn lives in these places. He, he, he treads in these waters. I do. And he goes, I don't really know. <laughs> and I think that was a good answer. I'm looking at it, it says 133 for three years, fully guaranteed. But I need an agent? Question mark. Do you know what that means? I would take that to mean I was offered that from the Ravens. I was offered 133 million for three years, fully guaranteed. But you think I need an agent? Screw you! I negotiated that. But maybe I said no to that, and maybe he's saying I had this offer on the table that I said no to, and I did it myself. So don't tell. I, but I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. It's this is what I'm talking about. It's so weird and so strange, and yet. I find it hilarious just because it's fun. Anything else from Lamar? Oh yeah, and then Lamar follows that up. Again, just like a weird salty subtweet. People throw a bleep at the wall and they hope it sticks. Laughing face and then whatever the face is with someone blowing smoke out of their mouth. Maybe they're blowing smoke, I don't know. I don't even know what the emojis mean at this point. But that's Lamar. One of the biggest stars in the league, one of the most interesting stories in the league. Poop emojis, a guy wearing hats, and something about 133 million. Make of that what you will. Garrett Wilson of the Jets yesterday. I loved this. Young player, maybe a tiny bit naive about the scope of the media at this point, all due respect. So the Rodgers hysteria is going on, and there's this Trey Wingo thing where Trey Wingo had tweeted that it's a done deal is going to the Jets, and everybody starts reporting that as news. Um, Garrett Wilson says, I can finally enjoy my vacay now. So people are, all right, so it's true, he can enjoy his vacation because Garrett Wilson as a Jets receiver knows, he knows. Oh my God, it's true, it's happening, it's happening, Roger's joining the Jets. That's at 2.59. Also at 2.59, guy tweeted twice within one minute, not easy to do. Next tweet, y'all should see this smile on me right now. Crying, laughing face. It's all happening, he's taking a victory lap because he's gonna spend the early years of his career with Aaron Rodgers and he's so happy. So it's just fact. It's, it, we had a journalist, uh, media member say it. Now we have the player saying it's done. Almost six hours later, Garrett Wilson. This is great. This is media right now. I ain't gonna fake it. I thought Dove Bro Tweet was the news break I was waiting for, shaking my head. I don't know anything. Sorry about that. Amazing. Dove Bro, Dove Climbing. the aggregator, I think is the right title. Um, had a tweet of the. (laughs) what am I talking about what is this the aggregator had a tweet of Wingo and the Jets receiver ran with it and now six hours later he's saying I don't know anything sorry about that because bro tweet was the news break I was waiting for he mistook it for new this is where we're at and this is what happens when you just let people wait around and I'm gonna say it again it's ridiculous maybe even undignified in the capital J journalist sense of which I'm not part of. I'm having fun doing this. I like it. I can't wait for more. I really can't. I'm enjoying this. All right. I'm getting massive, massive breaking news. My colleague, Tom Pelissero reports, the New York Giants have acquired Darren Waller from the Raiders for a third round draft pick, pick number 100. Wow. Darren Waller is the giant. Darren Waller is coming to New York. Darren Waller will play with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. That's interesting in both regards because we have spent the last 24 hours saying, I don't know, yeah, Jimmy, I mean, if you give him Devante and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, Jimmy can win. Waller's gone. Waller's gone. That's fascinating. All right, it was in the pick number 100 overall. It's the one they got for Kadarius Tony. So in essence, the New York Giants traded Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller, which is a really good trade. Waller, uh, go back a year ago, was kind of the Kelsey and waiting title. He was that talented and that good and like that cool and like just looked amazing. It's like oh man, he has Travis Kelsey type ability. Like he may take over as the number one tight end. With everything with the Raiders this last year, it didn't go as planned, and there were injuries and all that. But he's coming to the Giants. That's pretty cool. Because, I mean, he is awesome as just a single talent. And they're trying to give Daniel Jones something to work with. And Daniel Jones, for all his faults and all his skills, had very little to work with last year. That's a big one. That's big. That has uh, ripple effects to the Eagles, to the Cowboys. That's big. I like that. See? I like this period right now. We got a saucy trade. Who would have thought that Darren Waller would come to New York before Aaron Rodgers? Not me. But that's it. Guys, we'll have more sauciness if it comes up, even if we have to do it in the middle of something we call takes on takes. Let's ride. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. All right, I'm excited to do this because we might have an interruption if any more news breaks. But takes on takes, you know how we do it. our signature segments. I have numbers, just a second. They've been piling up uh, cobwebs because we've been so busy with other matters. But I have numbers and I'm going to rate some takers, uh, slam dunk contest style, in the topics of delivery, creativity, and heat. First up, let's see who has the first take of the day, so to speak. Mike Tannenbaum, former... uh, General Manager here and there and now in the media on ESPN's Get Up was asked about the report that Alan Lazard was in negotiations with the New York Jets to join gangrene. And this is Mike Tannenbaum. Guys, making his Takes on Takes debut. No prior record, no previous scores. Mike, the floor is yours. It's called the aura of association. Now, all of a sudden... In the biggest stage in the world, you have an all time great at quarterback. Receivers and skill players are gonna say, hey, this guy can help me get paid. I'll give you another example Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Probably gonna have to sign a one year deal and resurrect his career because he's been hurt. If I'm Odell Beckham Jr. and I have to invest one season, am I betting on, for example, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? I think the answer is pretty obvious. Oh. So he becomes a force multiplier in the free agent market immediately. And if I'm the Jets, I am selling. Hey, we got a great young nucleus. We have an all time great quarterback. And if we win here in New York, it's the greatest platform in the world and you could get paid. And Odell, you may get a bigger offer from the Giants, from the Cowboys, but come here because Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak Prescott and he's better than Daniel Jones. That's good. Welcome to the segment, uh, Mr. Tenbaum. It was good. He started out with a cool phrase the art of association, I believe he said and then he made points not only good points but with points of credibility given his history in New York to say you know come here and you win you get paid i like it it was it wasn't any there wasn't any bombast there wasn't any humor i'm not even sure there was any heat and i don't care i'm going to give him a good solid 6 mike Tannebaum, solid 6 we've seen lesser debuts we've seen lesser scores you can get on the board with this you got a 6 I don't know if Odell has taken a one-year deal. Everything, the chatter about him is that he wants $20 million and he's getting a little bit older, and I don't know if he has the long-term deal, but Tannenbaum would tell you, take a one-year deal with the New York Jets, make $8 million bucks. who knows, uh, have 12 touchdowns, put on a show, New York Lights with Rodgers, and then you sign a four-year deal with the Cowboys to do whatever. I like that. It makes sense across the board. It's not the kind of absolute fireworks show that we usually look for and get in takes on takes. We're going to give him a six which leaves Here's somebody else. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, which has been on this segment 14 times. <laughs> he is our Here's He's what Al Roker used to be to Conan. Conan would have Al Roker on like three times a week. He'd just come up the elevator from the Today Show and he'd do it. Um, Stephen A. Smith has a 7.14 average score on takes on takes, which would give him a win over Mike Tannenbaum. He's on ESPN's first take, and Stephen A. was asked, which of the AFC East quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, will have the best season next year? Go ahead, Stephen A.
1: The AFC quarterback that will have the best <clears throat> season will be Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers comes to the New York Jets. Even better than Josh Allen. And I'm going to tell you why, for two reasons. We just talked about the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills needing to improve. And Ken Dorsey, dare I say, is not Brian Dable. I'm not saying he's not good. He was a quarterback coach for years in Carolina and then three years in Buffalo before he took over offensive coordinator position. But I'm of the mentality that there was a drop-off. I mean, Josh Allen threw 14 interceptions last year. He didn't no, seem himself. Sure, seemed a bit erratic or whatever. I, I like Gabriel Davis along with Stephon Diggs. They got some weapons in Buffalo. But I think that, you know, you know Josh Allen is not risk-averse. He's going to take chances. And when you're playing against some of these great NFL coaches, okay, I mean, listen, Robert Salah is a good, is a damn good, damn good defensive mind. Uh, you look at Bill Belichick; we know what he brings to the table in that regard. You look at uh, Harbaugh in Baltimore; you know what he brings to the table. It's Tomlin in Pittsburgh; you know what he brings to the table. Andy Reid in the AFC West; we get, we get all of this stuff. Sean Payton's there now. I'm just saying that when I look at at Josh Allen. Although I expect him to be the stud that he that he is, he's going to have those moments. He's also going to have some shaky moments as well. That's not what I see from Aaron Rodgers. And I think the defense of the New York Jets, assuming Aaron Rodgers lands there, is going to give him ample opportunities to be on the field and taking advantage of what the defense gives him. They're going to be getting to opposing offenses off the field. Aaron Rodgers is going to see more time on the field than he has in recent memory, and I think that that's gonna mm-hmm. bode well for him.
0: You know, half the thing there is watching Dan Orlovsky's face while Stephen A is talking. If you're listening, they had their split screen, Stephen A is talking, or last week's the right. They never go off the split screen. I don't totally understand the direction of that show when Stephen A is doing his thing, get a little break and go to the full camera of Stephen A. Orlovsky just sat there for that entire thing and does the raised eyebrow, the little bit of a nod, the slightly incredulous. There is this whole part of the performance art of talking head TVs now, especially when with the home cams, when they blew up where a lot of time you just have to sit there and react. Weird that they don't go to the single, but that's aside from the point. Um, Stephen A, smart, well-researched, did a nice job uh, reciting the, the facts and stuff. I kind of spent most of the time like just telling me what Ken Dorsey's resume was and then listing every other single coach in the league. Didn't really get to any heat, certain that any humor, the delivery is always good with Stephen A. Guys, I gotta tell you, this is a weird takes on takes. You know why? Because I'm doing this. Mike Tannenbaum just got a win. He's one and O. He's six to five a winner Stephen A, it's just like, I feel like it was just all the off-speed stuff. There was no fastball. There was no high heat. He made a nice reasoned argument why Aaron Rodgers might be better next year than Josh Allen. And there's not a ton of heat in that. And there certainly wasn't any flames or volume or um, demonstrative content. And that's fine. For Stephen A, you're like, I can't come out and throw the fastball every pitch. That's fine. But you threw the off-speed in this pitch, and you took a loss to Mike Tannenbaum, a 6-5. to five. An improbable upset. <laughs> Tannenbaum, there's no one who's undefeated in this segment. I can't believe it. Stephen A. falls to 6-9 and nine and lowers his average dramatically to sub-7. Stephen A., I'm a fan of yours. We've talked several times. We watched the Super Bowl together. You took the L there, buddy. Sorry about that. Not sorry, though. Guys, um, no breaking news. Michael Flynn, there's nothing that's happened there was no Packer that has been signed to the New York Jets. Nothing! Um, but there's nothing. And we have to end the show, guys. We have to throw a dart. We have to go to the Sky Camp. The Ultimate Warrior demands it. That's my guy. That's my co-host. Go on. There it is. I'm going to the dart. The kids were messing with the darts yesterday. Someone's going to have a serious injury with them because these darts are really, really sharp. They're the real deal. So whatever number I hit, there's a topic corresponding to it. Maybe I'll just... Take a few, you know, practice throws in case any sort of news nuggets drop before I throw it. Too late. Just barely made it on the board. That is a nine. The dart says nine. Bring up the list, please. Bring up the list. Schools you considered other than Princeton. Wow, I don't like to peek at the other ones, but there's some good ones there. All right, I'll make this quick, because nobody wants to hear about me and my recruiting story. I I was recruited to play running back in the kind of late 90s and honestly my dream if you remember in the mid 90s under head coach Gary Barnett Northwestern had a moment when they went to two Rose Bowls and they were awesome and they were just so cool they were one of the biggest stories in college football and I grew up 20 minutes from Northwestern I badly 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 wanted to be a running back for Northwestern I wasn't nearly good enough or talented enough so you start to think I'm gonna be a Big Ten running back and then you think well I don't think that's happening. You go to like the little recruiting event, you know, for all the recruits, it's, and then they don't talk to you much. And you look at some of the other guys, and you're like, well, that guy's really big and really strong. And he plays my same position. And I saw him in the Daily Herald the other day. He ran for 400 yards against, uh, you know, Lake Zurich. So I knew that wasn't gonna happen. My dad wanted me to go to Notre Dame, that definitely wasn't gonna happen. So I started thinking, well, maybe I'll go to the MAC. Toledo's sending letters in Western Michigan. And that wasn't gonna happen in one way or another either. So. It became maybe I could be a preferred walk-on in Purdue at Purdue and cover kicks as a junior. <laughs> so I'm, I don't think that's happening either. And then Princeton came calling, and they were really cool. And you go to the campus, and you're like, holy crap, this campus is great. And I got to play a lot. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. I have more recruiting stories, but I'll tell you some other time on some other pod. Uh, until then, this was a weird one, but a fun one. I like this period right now. It's going to be over soon. Remember. Enjoy Jaws before the shark comes out. It's the best part. The shark's coming out soon. Enjoy it now. That's it. Goodbye. Love you. Miss you. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. We'll be back in the basement tomorrow. Won't you please join us? Bye-bye.